I'm Donald Wayne, and this is Trice Talk Mini Pod for Sunday morning. It's March the 20th, 2021. And this is the um, Sunday pre dawn edition of Mini Pod. I appreciate you joining me for this episode. Um, tonight, I want to talk about. one of our favorite subjects here at Trice Talk, and that's CNN. Uh, of course, we could just as easily talk about pretty much all of the major networks other than Fox and um, I don't know if Newsmax is considered a major network yet, but there seems to be some... Um, remorse over the removal of Donald Trump as president and some of the news organizations in this country because they found out all of a sudden that, uh, well, Joe Biden certainly doesn't give them as much to talk about, or at least that they will talk about. They could probably maybe still not have as much as they did with Donald Trump, but they would certainly have enough to talk about with just uh, covering Joe Biden's gaffes or his uh, physical condition, or, you know, those kind of rumors and, and various issues surrounding that, uh, issues surrounding uh, Joe Biden, for whatever reason, tends to refer to Kamala Harris as the president. So, uh, yeah, there, if Donald Trump had been saying those things about Mike Pence, you can bet that would have been more coverage on those networks. But anyway, uh, this starts out from a um, an article in uh, Mike Huckabee's Morning Edition newsletter for March the 20th, which would have been yesterday morning. And he has just a short comment on this, and then we'll go into the article that it refers to. But um, Huckabee addresses the latest theory on the right about why liberal media outlets have suddenly become obsessed with attacking Fox News's Tucker Carlson. And that is because, in their opinion, Rush Limbaugh and Donald Trump, now that they are no longer um, 
mainstream targets that they have to go after some conservative boogeyman because it's the only way they can attract viewers. If they're not trying to tear somebody down or make somebody out to be the enemy, the, the greatest enemy and threat to the American civilization, uh, they don't have anything to talk about. I guess the, you know, Huckabee is saying the best thing that you can say for CNN is that their ratings are not down quite as much as the ratings for the Grammy awards. So I guess that, that may be some comfort to CNN, but I'm not sure how much. So, um, Huckabee as usual, he, he provides a link to an article that offers some insight to CNN's ratings decline. And this article can be found on the, uh, WJ as it's referred to, but it's the westernjournal.com. And it's a commentary article by Samantha Chang, which was published on March the 18th, which, uh, what was that Thursday, I believe. But I'm going to go through the article and it also has a little audio clip. Of course, it's a video clip if you're looking at it online, but it's, uh, I'm going to play a little audio clip. Uh, that goes along with this story towards the end. And um, just to wrap it up, it kind of makes the point uh, of, of this article. Anyway, Samantha Chang writes, CNN's ratings have tumbled since former President Donald Trump left the White House, and the left-wing cable network hasn't yet found a way to counter the freefall. According to data compiled by Nielsen Media Research, uh, the network's total ratings, as well as ratings for the key demographic of adults ages 25 to 54, that coveted people who uh, supposedly spend uh, a lot of money, have plunged ever since Joe Biden was installed as president eight weeks ago. And this is as reported by Fox News. Viewership for the primetime hours of 8 to 11 p.m. Eastern Time has crashed 36% since Inauguration Day. Between November the 4th and January 20th, CNN averaged a total ratings of 2.5 million primetime viewers. But from January 21st, the day after Biden took office, through March the 15th, CNN's audience shrank to 1.6 million primetime viewers. The ratings crash was even more dramatic for the 25 to 54 demographic, plummeting 47% for that period. Daytime viewership also has suffered dramatically since Trump left the White House. I mean, it just a little sidebar. I mean, you couldn't turn the TV on during the day while Trump was in office without there being some issue about Donald Trump. And of course, a lot of times it was about tweets that he made, but there was always coverage, a lot of coverage of Donald Trump every day. So concerning the daytime viewership, between November the 4th and January the 20th, CNN averaged 1.7 million viewers during the day. After Biden 
Biden took office through March the 15th, Jan, uh, daytime ratings slumped 34% to 1.1 million viewers. So from 1.7 million to 1.1 million viewers. For the key demographic during this period, CNN's audience plunged 44% from an average of 480,000 viewers to a meager 272,000 viewers. CNN's post-Trump ratings nosedive is no surprise to many people. And that's because the left-wing media network obsessively covered Trump during his presidency. Even if it meant railing nonstop about topics of dubiousness, news, dubious newsworthiness because he was a ratings cash cow. In 2017, veteran CNN producer John Bonifil admitted on camera to Project Veritas founder James O'Keefe that CNN aggressively pushed the discredited Russia collusion hoax because it was a ratings windfall for the network. Bonifield, who has worked at CNN since 2002, said that the network's anti-Trump CEO, Jeff Zucker, which we used to hear a lot about him, relentlessly pushed the Russia story for ratings. Trump is good for business right now, Bonifield said. If you look at this uh, article, if you look this article up online, uh, there is an attached uh, video of Bonifel's uh, statements. I think it's about eight minutes long, and it's uh, it was recorded by Project Veritas's founder O'Keefe. Not sure how. I don't know if it was concealed camera or whatever. It kind of looked like it might have been the way it was filmed. But it's about eight minutes long, and and he repeats numerous times, you know, as their coverage of Donald Trump, even though they were covering things that had not been proven. But it was a, a cash cow for them. It was it was ratings for them, and so they did it purely for that sense, more so than trying to bring people truth and news. So Bonifel goes on to say, it's a business. All the nice cutesy little ethics that used to get talked about in the journalism school, you're just like, that's adorable. That's adorable. Well, this is a business, especially cable news, he said. Bonifield said cable news gets meager ratings compared with network news outlets, so they have to hustle for viewers. Cable news isn't the New York Times, and it's not even like NBC News, he said. I mean, NBC News still gets 20 million viewers a night. Cable news is getting a million. So they, CNN, got to do what they got to do to make their money. And again, this is Bonifield speaking. Bonnefeld's observations echoed the sentiments of legendary broadcast journalist Ted Koppel, a liberal who blasted CNN and MSNBC for their nonstop negative coverage of Trump. Now, I, I can remember years ago when I was still watching network news, um, one of my favorite shows, especially after I moved to Georgia, 
was uh, Ted Koppel's uh, uh, Nightline. I, I think it was, I think it was NBC. Um, well, I guess it was ABC according to this article. So, but anyway, that was Nightline, and and that was kind of like a, a summary of some things during the day that that you didn't hear a lot about on um, on network news during their their broadcast hour. So. Ted Koppel was a pretty good source of things, uh, giving a little more information than you normally got. So I enjoyed him. I didn't realize he was a liberal. And that probably is testament to the fact that he was a journalist and he wasn't there expressing his opinions like everybody seems uh, obliged to do today. And I, I'll say, you know, uh, uh, Fox News does the same thing. Newsmax does the same thing. But they're honest about it, I believe, uh, for the most part. They tell you, people like Sean Hannity say, you know, I'm a commentator. I, I give my opinion. I give the news story, but I also give my opinion. And a lot of times, in my opinion, CNN and MSNBC uh, they'll give a story and they, they pretty much present it as gospel, as we say in the South, they don't really, you know, they, they make you think that it's, everything's proven, which is, you know, can be verified by the way they treated the Trump Russia collusion story for the better part of four years. So anyway, I, I have a lot of respect for Ted. Uh, Koppel and and some of the other people that uh, the major uh, broadcasters of the past, uh, some of the news commentators of the past, uh, there was a time when you really couldn't tell, I think, you know, what the leanings were of the people giving you the news. But all that went, went out the window when Donald Trump was um, elected president in 2016. Anyway, going back to this Koppel story, in 2018, Koppel, a former ABC news anchor and, a, and winner of 25 Emmy Awards, said the network's ratings would tumble without Donald Trump. Koppel made the uh, prescient comments during a November 2018 panel discussion at the National Press Club. And if you go to that site that I told you, you can see uh, Koppel sitting on stage with several people, including one per one of my favorite people to hate, Brian Stelter. Uh, well, I don't hate him. I just dislike him strongly. But you can see him up there. And I, there's another person that, uh, who speaks during this clip, and I'm not sure who he is because I can't zero in on him to, to tell, to identify him, but he's kind of like a moderator, but the uh, broadcasting icon told panelist, Brian Steltler, Stelter that CNN and MSNBC desperately needed Trump because he was their Holy grail for monster ratings and that they obsessed over him because they want money, money. <laughs> so, um, 
I, I think they're a great comment. So for that reason, I want to play this. Uh, it's a short one. I think it's about um, two, two minutes, maybe two and a half minutes long. And uh, let me key this back up here, get this turned up a little bit. It's always so much fun trying to do this on demand <laughs> while you're still trying to keep focus and talk. So let me see if I can get this working here. And um, golly. All right. I may have to start it over. Okay. Oh, I think that we've left out a key word. Yeah, everybody here keeps talking about ideology and politics. Money. 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 Donald Trump has been very, very good for baseball. He has been wonderful for the industry. Your boss acknowledged as much a number of number of months ago during the campaign. Les Donald Trump, was, huh? It was Les Moonves who acknowledged Les Moonves it. Les also <laughs> acknowledged it, but so did the head of CNN. But that means what? That, that if ratings mean, are up, that means what? That, oh, the ratings are up. It means you can't do without Donald Trump. You would be lost without Donald Trump. That CNN's, is what he said. Chad, you know that's not true. CNN's ratings would be in the toilet without Donald Trump. <laughs> you know that's not true. You're, you're, you're playing for laughs. You've lived through enough presidencies to know Hold on there a second, will be more Brian. presidents. What were the ratings before Trump and what are the ratings now? I would say uh, we might be up 20. We might be up 30%. We might be up 40%. If we go back down 40%, that's okay, too. Uh, well, it may not be okay. Of course it is. Hold on. I, I reject the premise that these networks are making so much money off of Trump and thus we, we benefit from uh, it. I, tell me for a moment, if you will, let's get away from CNN, all right? Sensitive subject. <laughs> let's go to MSNBC. Is there a moment of the day <laughs> when they are not focusing on Donald Trump or some intimately related subject it is essentially, oh, I know every once in a while, you know, if the number of people who died in Indonesia gets up to a thousand, they'll give it a mention or two. But by and large, the only news that's covered, program after program after program. Ted, I have to with interrupt. the same guest. Yes, please. But you've got to admit, an awful lot of what Trump does in the course of a day is news. Is news. Yes, and so whether is. you're an MSNBC or CBS or ABC, right. you're going to cover him. Yeah. All right. So that was back in 2018 when they had that, uh, when that was uh, broadcast back in 2018. And probably little did they know that they would continue that that same trend for another two years. Uh, even though COVID uh, probably took a lot of the press away from Donald Trump last year in 2020, but also being an election year, it's still, it, there was some counterbalance to it. But even with the COVID-19 uh, stories last year, then, you know, they took every opportunity they could to uh, discredit Donald Trump and 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 uh, accuse him of mishandling the whole situation 
the whole issue in this country. So, you know, even with that, they found ways to keep talking about Donald Trump. But to reiterate what Ted Koppel said, he has been a, he has been wonderful for the industry. You can't do without Donald Trump. You would be lost without Donald Trump. Of course, Brian Stelter wanted to argue that point that that was not true. But fast forward three years since that first aired in 2018 and lo and behold, CNN is failing without Trump. This shows that even out of office, the former president is still sticking to the vindictive left wing network and maybe getting the last lab. Now that was the author's words on that. So, and that's the end of the article. Like I said, if you want to um, look at that, go to the Mike Huckabee site, or you may be able to go straight to um, the uh, westernjournal.com and look for a March 18th commentary by Samantha Chang, and then you can see the whole article there along. It actually has the, the, the clip of um, that I was talking about with Bonifel, as well as this one, you know, with uh, Ted Koppel. So you can see both of those if you go back there. I think there's actually one on there, something about, Don, uh, about Joe Biden as well but I don't think it's related to the article. While the left wing obsessed can make a point that Donald Trump was always doing something that they felt like they never, uh, that they, they should cover. They probably wouldn't admit that a good percentage of their stories were related to issues that were unproven like the Russia election interference hoax, the Russia, Russia, Russia story. How many on of uh, the left-wing media stories were related to those lies? I'll go even further and say how many of their stories were efforts on their part to help fuel the lies and the narrative of supposed evidence against Donald Trump. I mean, how many times did the media appear to be trying to help collect evidence against Donald Trump or push the narrative that, that, that certain people had enough evidence to convict Donald Trump of just about anything, almost any issue that they would raise. There was always cries that, you know, there's enough to get rid of him. He needs to be impeached. How many times did you hear that? So while Trump did quite often do things that prompted the news media to cover it, I would agree with that. And, and I would dare say a lot of their airtime was devoted to an effort to try and help Democrats prove a case against him so that he could possibly be removed from office. Yeah. Donald Trump's tweets, uh, was fodder for a lot of news coverage. Um, I wonder if Joe Biden were capable, bless his heart, of tweeting, would he get as much coverage on his tweets? Of course, they probably wouldn't be controversial, even if he did tweet. 
But in all fairness, it wasn't just mainstream media net and, uh, you know, network news um, and MSNBC and CNN. It, it was shows like The View and just about any late night show. Uh, I stopped watching them. I used to love Jimmy Fallon before he became so political. And I think he became ultra political when uh, Donald Trump was elected. And I honestly don't know that I, I watched a, a Jimmy Fallon tonight show episode the entire time Donald Trump was in office. I may have at the very beginning, but I think he was so obviously against Trump during the uh, election period in 2016 that I think that kind of pushed me away from Jimmy Fallon. And it's a shame because he's a very talented guy. And, um, you know, it'd be nice if people like that would stick to entertaining, uh, which is what that show was supposed to be about really anyway. And, 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 and stay out of the political arena. Like pretty much Johnny Carson did. Johnny Carson was the king. And that's why it was so hard. Jay Leno did a, a fairly decent job. Of course, this is kind of off subject here, but, um, and Jimmy Fallon was certainly in, in many ways, I think more talented is because he was so versatile. He could sing and he could, uh, do those skits because he had been used to doing that on Saturday night live. He just was all around a great entertainer for that that format and it's just a shame that when um i don't know he got taken over by politics that uh it just kind of kind of oozed out of every pore on that show but people rode the trump horse into the ground hoping that their acid comments would be enough to endear them to the liberal masses that they wanted to, that they wanted to bring Trump down so badly. I mean, really, you think back um, from the time he was, he won the election, people started, uh, the Democrats started talking about ways to impeach him, to keep him from taking office. And then from the very moment he got in office, they plotted and, and, and came up with issues to try to bring him down. And, and think about how many people uh, turned on him in, in the White House and in Washington politics and in the political circles uh, and the support roles, you know, in and around the White House. I mean, so many people were leaking things. And those things were basically had to be considered an effort to try to take Donald Trump out, remove him from office. They all pretty much acted like they hated Donald Trump from the moment he won that 2016 election. And so many of them promised to do whatever they could to take him out of office. And, and of course, a lot of them kind of stuck to that. There was not a time in four years that Donald Trump wasn't under assault and the threat of removal from office. Hell, liberals were so full of hate that they wanted to remove him. Well, even after he lost the election this past year. 
They didn't want him to serve until the January 20th inauguration of Joe Biden. They wanted to boot him out. Nancy Pelosi was even talking about, uh, you know, removing him, you know, stripping him of his powers, uh, uh, codes, the nuclear codes and, and his command of the armies of the armed services. That fact alone just says about all you need to know about Democrats and liberals and their press buddies. With Trump out of the way, the liberal press is like sharks circling a bunch of bones on the ocean floor, thinking, where's our next meal going to come from now? Well, they're pretty good at creating meals. And I'm sure whatever negative occurs in the next, uh, the rest of this year or even into next year, I'm sure they're going to try to find ways to tie it to Donald Trump. And if they do, if there's even an inkling of an idea out there that it's Donald Trump's fault, you can bet your bottom dollar that CNN or MSNBC are going to be right there in the middle of it, promoting Donald Trump's guilt and anything that is bad in this country. I want to thank you for spending time with me on this episode of Trice Talk Mini Pod. And don't forget, uh, this is Sunday, so tonight at 11 o'clock, I almost said 11.30, at 11 o'clock, I'll be back with Dennis Lee and Eric Kirk, and we'll do Trice Talk Live for Sunday night. And I'm sure there's going to be a number of political issues that we can talk about tonight. Um, So please join us for that. And with that, I'm going to, um, trying to find my little closing song here and, uh, I'll see you guys later. Stay safe, everybody.